Y'all stop me when I stop telling the truth. Young Hove. Young H.O. You heard? Trackmasters. Now, it is the Honorable Hot Seat Highs, the Hot Seat Highs podcast. We are back for another episode. I guess I want to talk to you briefly for a little bit. Um, shout out to Leopold Jacobs, 1983, a lifestyle brand for your upperly mobile business professional. You can hit the website at leopoldjacobs1983.com. You can hit our Instagram page at leopoldjacobs1983. Facebook page. Twitter. Um, check us out. Hit the website. Buy yourself something nice. Buy a stranger. Buy a neighbor. All that good stuff. Shout out to all the people out there. Our clients. All the listeners, everybody that's in and in, in, you know about what um what I'm about when it comes to uh, content and creation and you know being informative and being a uh, a platform you can come to for uh, dope shit, dope content, news and updates, interesting posts, interesting facts, and all the ratchet that word is still you know I guess lit took out ratchet nah cause lit is lit ratchet is rat nasty you know what I mean um, but what else uh, um, so much stuff going on but the main reason I wanted to chop it up with you guys um Interesting documentary on Netflix. Who killed Malcolm X? A Netflix series, a Netflix original. No? No, not a Netflix original. Anyway, but it's season one, uh, and um, it's an activist, an independent activist by the name of Abdur Rahman Muhammad. And he tries to get to the knit and grit of who killed Malcolm X. He utilizes numerous of uh, public records and all this great content, interviews, and and um, firsthand interviews with members of the NOA, um, and members of the FOI. I mean, the NOI or the FOI, um, and that's the Nation of Islam or the Fruit of Islam. Um, he, he, it's just, it's just very, very, very in depth. It's very, 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 very well put together. It has its focus. It has its purpose. Um, I think people want to know the truth, or people want some understanding. For me, I've always been on the the the, the understanding of it being. Um, I guess the NOI. Or the FOI and it being the FBI or CIA that's been responsible for um, the death of Malcolm X. And it's shown in this documentary, it's shown in various other, uh, I mean, movies. I mean, and interestingly enough, this uh, documentary. 
has made me want to um, go back in the bag. Because for me, I've always been a, 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 you know, inspired by Malcolm X. Um, I always was in, in, intrigued by the individual, the mind, uh, the, the personality, um, just everything that's that 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 you can sit there and 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 and. And, and see and say or whatever about Malcolm X. Uh, it was the lore of it. It, it, and and most importantly for the connection for me is that he died February twenty first, nineteen sixty five, and my birthday is on um, February twenty first. I was born nineteen eighty three though. You know what I mean? So I always had this thing that, um, especially when I was in my bag musically. You know what I mean? I was. Uh, I made it a transition in my music because, you know, you start out talking about a bunch of shit that you don't do and a bunch of um, nonsense. And you try to find your your bag, right? Overall of your sound or your your your, your overall niche. Like, right, what's this rapper about? What's, what, how would you label him? If you had to, you know, and I hate labels, I hate boxes and all that good stuff, but it is what it is. So in developing that sound and developing, you know, these the themes of conversation, um, and I guess they're like conceptual albums or conceptual ideas that you, that, that artists go, and we've seen throughout the years through, you know, mixtapes um, predominantly. And, and now, as we see now, we see a lot of conceptual albums um, that's theme-based or whatever. But in my bag... When I came across this whole understanding, because I always had this, 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 this um, relationship with Islam through individuals, right? Through my experiences, through work, through, uh, yeah, you know, through a relationship, you know what I mean? I did, I was in a, a, a relationship, a serious relationship with a, a Muslim woman, and, um, and, and through that relationship, it brought me to to to, to expand on the, my knowledge and my interest of of the the, the religion or the or the lifestyle, um, the way of life, and and everything it entails. So for for a lot of people or Islam or Muslim individuals, Malcolm X is like a, a, a it's just you know. It goes hand in hand, and um, so, like I said, I was intrigued. You know what I mean? And it, it, it expanded my my understanding, or it allowed for an expansion of my understanding. And like I said, musically, I was I chose to say, I if you know, Malcolm wasn't a rapper, but the shit he was he used to say was it was um you know. Slug clickbait. Not saying clickbait, but it was it, it was slug uh, newsworthy. It was um it was it was almost like bars. You know what I mean? Without rapping, like or without rhyming, like it was like he was going in. You know what I mean? Very very. So I said um I I'm a I'm a I'm gonna be the rapping Malcolm X. Not saying the you know like, but the 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 overall stance and the overall theme of my whole overall conversation is um that 
and and rightfully so, my conversation always been mathematics because it's always about one plus one, two, three, expansion, adding on the numbers of uh, connecting the dots and, and and making you know one one and two people become a cipher or one. You know what I mean? It's just it, it's a lot. So that was my bag, and then in that one trip to New York, I made it my. Um, my duty almost essentially you know and we i I visited the autobahn ballroom Um, i have a song called the autobahn ballroom that it was just like if i had and it it, it maybe sound weird or crazy but if i happen to be a witness or i happen to be privy of what was going on around that time like if i was like a, a roach or in on the wall in the autobahn while this was going around and this that would be my not saying like my reenactment of what's what, what happened but loosely based I, I tried to make it like that you know what I mean it's called autobahn oh no it's called ballroom flow um so around that time I was making a lot of records that was just like you know Maybe it had Malcolm X, um, an excerpt from Malcolm X underneath the, you know, in, for the intro. Or, you know, a lot of it was just on some Malcolm X shit. Um, so, it was there. So, so so like this, like I said, it, it's, it's almost making me go back in my bag and try to, you know, like I'm going to watch uh, Malcolm, the, you know, the Malcolm X movie again. And, and just go start, do, you know, and not to just like... For 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 this act activist um, gentleman that made this um, documentary, uh, Abdul Rahman Muhammad, he had he was receiving a lot of flack because it was almost like he was um, digging up shit that he wasn't supposed to be putting his uh, his uh, focus on or or you know what I mean. There's a lot and people were you know it was it wasn't it wasn't accepted for a lot of people. And um, a lot of people was telling him to fall back, and, and, and uh, you know, suggesting him to just leave shit, leave certain things alone. Um, so, like for me, it's not like I just want to dig shit up, but information is always key. And I just, I don't know, I just, it's, it, it, it's, yo, this individual is so intriguing. Like, like watching that shit and. And getting more detail on stuff, and so you really could understand, like when he's, you know, in the window with, with, you know, looking out the window, you know, strapped up, like you really could understand the, or you try to get in the mind of what a person was dealing with, because he had to be dealing with a lot, even though he was poised in a sense, he had a lot, he was, you know, but. It's all about how you handle and deal with your situation and your stress or whatever your life. But hey, kudos to that motherfucker because what he was dealing with, woo, shit. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. But it's a six um, episode series. It's br- brilliantly shot. Um, I like it. Um, the individual Abdul. Rahman Muhammad went to Howard. He jumped in his like he Malcolm inspired this individual. You know what I mean to be a like this blackish, not an extremist, but this black or oh, black radical, but a black pro black. You know what I mean. 
and um, episode one is called is Mark Mark Man. I mean, they're disputing who killed him. They're trying to get to who killed him because it's oh the 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 description discrepancy of who killed him is um it's like an urban legend. Um, so as we get to the the episode six. It, 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 you know, we get further or close to the to, to, to the pie. Um, so, episode one of season one is titled "Mark Man." Activist Abdul Rahman Muhammad begins his own investigation into the perplexing details surrounding the assassination of civil rights leader Malcolm X. Um, episode two: Straight Man in a Crooked Game. As Elijah Muhammad's organization rises, tensions between Nation of Islam members and Malcolm X surface, Abdul Rahman looks for the assassin's names. Episode 3, Black Messiah. Fearing a radical revolution, the authorities increase the surveillance of Malcolm X and amid rifts and retaliation, a boxing champion joins the nation. Who do you think that is? Floyd Mayweather? <laughs> now it's the, it's the, you know, um, you should know. Uh, and I don't even have to say. But uh, episode four, showdown. Malcolm X cuts ties with the NOI. It's, it, that's it, it's again. This episode. I mean, this series is great. Malcolm, sorry. Malcolm X cuts ties with the NOI and takes aim at Elijah Muhammad's reputation. Abdul Rahman closes in on Malcolm X's alleged chief assassin. Interestingly, notice every episode is forty-three minutes exactly. You know what I mean? With that said, four plus three is seven. Like I said prior to, everything's mathematics. So if you know four plus three equals seven, if you know the seven, do your knowledge. I'm not going to do it for you. It's not my job. I'm only here to provide content from my perspective. Episode five, Shotgun Man. Abdul Rahman pursues a controversial figure in Newark and examines the dangerous conditions involving police that ultimately led to Malcolm X's death. And the individual uh, shotgun man is William Bradley. His um, he changed his name to Ali Mustafa um, Shabazz. I don't know. I'm probably wrong with that. But sorry if I'm wrong. Um, I'll do more research in, in a minute to get his proper uh, name, but R.I.P. respectively, because if you see the documentary, you'll see um, he passes away. Um, no, episode six is called uh, "Legacies." Time snatches away an opportunity. Like uh, Abdul Rahman uncovers more shocking details, and decades later, Malcolm X's death continues to impact generations. Um. I'm at my first stop, so this is a good point, stopping point for this segment one. Um, we're at 15 minutes, so it's a good time to piece. Also, I'm not going to make this episode too long, hopefully. Um, it is Hot Seat Haas. Go grab yourself a snack, use the bathroom, get yourself right, roll up, get you a coffee, tea, drink. Um, if you're, I mean, it's, you can drink, it's five o'clock somewhere. So if you want a cocktail or some wine or whatever, enjoy yourself and come back to Hot Seat Haas, the Hot Seat Haas podcast. We'll be right back.
And that was John Legend with Ordinary People. And we are back. It's Hot Seat Haas. Cool thing. If you're in the car like me, maybe you're running errands. Maybe you're on your way to work. Maybe you're on your way to school. Maybe you're not doing shit. Tune into the Hot Seat Haas podcast on Anchor. It's the coolest and newest thing on social media. And that was You Got It Bad by Usher Raymond off the Confessions. Was it off Confessions? Yeah, right? You know, I may be enough, uh, 8701? Nah, 83, whatever the shit was. Probably was off Confessions. Anyway, I'm your horrible DJ, Hot Seat Haas. Spinning all the tunes of the late 90s and early 2000s and no, we're back to um, talking about this Malcolm X. Who killed Malcolm X? Um, very interesting documentary. Uh, has so many layers. Um, it's painting a clear picture of, you know, based off of a lot of evidence and, and, and uh, sealed documents. And a lot of the documents that are um, obtained for the... Um, are redact, re, re, uh, redacted uh, names are like withheld and, 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 and important um, information was withheld <clears throat> from the FBI withheld a lot of information that they sh- that the NYC you know police department could have um, utilized and it could have helped them um, paint the uh, connected dots. It was so, you know, Malcolm was so radical and so extreme, and he was so torn, I guess, or at a crossroads. I mean, I felt it was not saying you feel bad because obviously this dude was fearless, and I wouldn't think that he would uh, want somebody to um, necessarily. Um, feel bad for him like you know like on some you know sympathetic type type shit um, so but he you know like when he was uh, suspended you know or silenced from the the, the, the the nation that's I guess that's the point part or that I would start uh, was like wow because he was like you know essentially all alone you know nobody wanted to um, to show, associate themselves with him um, and a lot of I guess people just left him uh, in alone in isolation you know uh, he even tried I guess befriending Muhammad Ali Cassius Clay Muhammad Ali in order to to gain 
back the good grace of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I thought that was pretty uh, a great way of uh, or tactic. However, um, you know, I guess it didn't work for you know, maybe Muhammad. Um, his his I, I, Muhammad's ties were more more uh, with the Elijah Muhammad and the NOI. So I guess Muhammad didn't want it to, to 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 put any to compromise that relationship because ultimately that was the bigger the uh, you know it's like the 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 Jay Z and Rockefeller I mean the Rockefeller split like. Motherfuckers was like, oh, I guess I'm going with Jay Z because he's the bigger artist. You know what I mean? And not to just, but to to, to provide some type of uh, easy uh, comparison or example or explanation. He he um, you know, I guess Muhammad was like, I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm gonna side with the the the, the honorable Elijah Muhammad opposed to side with Muhammad because Muhammad was, like I said, left for almost dead and like I said like once like and also like I said Muhammad was fearless I mean Malcolm was fearless and he he knew his days were numbered you know he spoke of it he, he tried to lend some humor to it uh, at his speaking engagements saying that you know everybody and every, you know any everybody and anybody wants me and um, everybody and anybody is in this building whether you're a friend, a, a family, supporter, or enemy, you know? Because, you know, they, 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 they was heavy surveillance, um, Malcolm X. And you would have thought that maybe Martin Luther King or somebody else of that type of stature would be the most surveillance individual in the world or I guess the United States of America. Um, maybe the world. Um, but it was the, Elijah, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, you know, that was the most, I guess, targeted or feared or surveillance individual in the world because of his mass influence and his power. I mean, all these things are coming out, out that this dude had slaves and he's been you know he was uh brought into this family and this uh this world with uh fortunate i guess i don't know if that's makes you fortunate or enough but i guess well affluent uh wealthy maybe or powerful and resourceful family and they had slaves so i guess that's how his um his enterprise or building his uh enterprise or whatever came about or it was easy to, to, to build upon so much stuff is coming out I mean I mean people pe people the, the 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 Godfather of Harlem series um, that's on television I think FX um, that's they're revealing that oh who I, I don't know the network sorry they 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 were hinting or revealing that you know the NOI had and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad had something to to, to do with that. Um, 
there's numerous accounts of or, or um, of the potential killer, assassin, and it's numerous accounts and whatever pertaining to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's um, influence on the death or the assassination of Malcolm X. And in that documentary, you see, um, I mean, rightfully so, both of them, Malcolm X and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad were throwing jabs at each other's, um, dirty jabs, under the belt jabs. Um, so you could pick, you know, I'm not trying to pick a side, but in the defense of what Malcolm was saying or, or his allegations or whatever, um, if you go off of what Muhammad, I mean, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was saying, wow, it's striking because it's a lot of shit. He was jabs that were thrown. It's like, whoa, um, you know what I mean? So it is what it is. Um, and then they, you know, in in, in conversation or in, when you're speaking to. Um, to a big audience or a big you have this huge platform of influence you don't necessarily have to say yo somebody kill Malcolm go somebody you know like go kill Malcolm X however through your conversation and if people know um, the person that they are um, looking up to or that they um, listen to or that they respect you don't necessarily have to like I'm saying he doesn't have to say yo go kill Malcolm he could just speak in cryptic code and 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 and, and maybe the, his listeners or followers will take heed you know what I mean and in a sense if it's almost you know if you go against anything you know you have to um deal with the consequences I mean in any aspect you know if, if it's a job if I'm if I got a, if I if I if I work for it or I worked at a job and I'm on social media bashing this job, you know, adding them the corporation or the the, the official uh, Twitter or Instagram page of a, a huge company, and they probably will respond or probably go about trying to figure out the the argument and or try to sit there and figure out what damn what what is it. How can we shut this motherfucker up? And even if it's whatever it be, you know what I mean? I had an issue with, at Nordstrom. And when I was in um, Scottsdale, um, Phoenix, their mall is amazing. And I was in that Nordstrom, me and my lady, and whoa. Talk about racist or racial profiling or um, judgment or whatever. Those, and, and, I, and, I, and I expressed myself on Twitter. Immediately, I was in the airport tweeting. Immediately, they they hit me. Yo, can you um, kind of like trying to persuade me to move the conversation off of the public platform and maybe like DM or e you know provide email? And I did, and I didn't even follow up with it because I was like, look at y'all, you know what I mean? And I love Nordstrom, so in that particular case, because I've been in numerous Nordstroms and I haven't received that treatment before. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that people that frequent different locations other than that Scottsdale location haven't 
or hasn't received um, uh, certain treatment. I'm I'm talking about my experience, so I sit I can't sit there and throw the whole Nordstrom away or under the bus. But those individuals that work at that Nordstrom need to be they need to understand. And if they can do their research and or they want to connect the dots and say, "Wow, this tweet was then." Um, who was working at the time of that tweet or you know, I'm not, you know i'm not saying they gotta sit there and pinpoint who was the person that you know gave me this unfold you know this treatment i'm just saying you know what i mean so in any context if you're making a claim against somebody they're gonna have every right to defend themselves and and retaliate or whatever and that's the same thing that happened you know what i mean just like the the the, the publications um that covered this assassination you know they even wrote in it in it, you know trying to paint it you mean i mean they not and even that the, the 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 media coverage after his assassination prior to they painting the picture of this 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 evil character you know what i mean this violent human being and like i'm saying in the media coverage after or uh, when you know dealing with the assassination they labeled him this deviant, violent man, and saying basically, um, "You, you, you read what you sow," and that's what Elijah Muhammad said the same thing. You know, they was like, "Yo, his rhetoric was violent and violence, and look what happened to him." I mean, just like the numerous um, newspapers at, around that time, and, and until this day, people still cover cover him and and, re and refer to him as this deviant human being definitely when you sit there and compare him to like a malcolm i mean a martin luther king or um who any other political black figure at that time that was different or their 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 argument was totally different or um against um the way malcolm x presented his defense and argument um but like I recommend you check it out. I don't want to talk too much on it. I don't want to give so much of my opinion because if I do, we'll be here forever. I just want to highlight it and get you to um, check it out because um, basically the 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 pre premise of it, they're saying that, you know, Malcolm X was pronounced dead at 3.30 p.m. shortly after arriving at Columbia Presbyterian Hospital. The autopsy identified 21 gunshot wounds to the chest left shoulder arms legs including 10 bucket shot wounds from the initial shotgun blast and that's what's that's what the records are saying that the shotgun killed him so whoever was fired the shotgun you do your due diligence and that's what this um this uh activist had, you know went about um bringing this documentary to us um and it also says one gunman Nation of Islam member Tamaj Hayer, also known as Thomas Hagen, was beaten by the crowd before police arrived. So we already got to the point that this dude was it. He got caught firing a weapon. They beat it. They was beating his ass. And if the police didn't intervene, that they probably would have killed that man. Witnesses identified the other gunmen as nation members Norman, 3X Butler, and Thomas, 15X Butler. All three were convicted of murder in March 1966 and sentenced to life in prison. At trial, Hayer confessed but refused to identify the other assailants. Leo, we're about to leave. Other assailants 
um, except to assert that they were not Butler and Johnson. In 1977 and 1978, he signed affidavits reasserting Butler's and Johnson's innocence, naming four other nation members as participants in the murder of its planning. These affidavits did not result in the case being reopened. And on this note, I'm going to stop because I'm at my crib. I'm going to bring Leo in and I'm going to finish it up and I'm going to wrap this interview up. I mean, this episode up. Bear with me. It is Hot Seat Haas. And we're covering the Malcolm X uh, documentary that's on Netflix. the Hot Seat Haas podcast, and we are covering the Malcolm X documentary on Netflix, Who Killed Malcolm X? Um, to finish it up, you know, segment three, I guess, back in the apartment, bear with me as I um, put my groceries away, and NPR breaking news just came in from in. Uh, NPR, how will history judge Trump's impeachment? It won't just be decided on election day. Um, whatever. Maybe we'll come back to that, but I don't want to really talk of that. I found an interesting article by the Cinemaholic. It reads, because um, we're trying to get to the bottom of who, who killed Malcolm X, and like I read um, the reports saying that three individuals I guess the initial report said that five individuals killed him, right? But the uh, the NYPD or the FBI placed the blame on three individuals. One individual happened to really be involved and two of the other individuals were innocent. And um, they figured that they just had three people. So three was enough to just, you know, three was enough to be the assassins. Um, um, and it, it made their story go fit their story or their narrative that they wanted to paint or whoever they wanted to target or blame this shit on and not bl- and not um, bring the real accuser to, to, to the forefront, whatever, you know what I mean? But the alleged person that fired the shotgun is, and that's the, that's what it, you know, cause the shotgun shell is the, you know, they say killed uh, Malcolm. Um, so whoever fired that, you do your research and whoever fired that is William Bradley. This article reads, who is William Bradley? Um, written by Shuvarajit Daz Bizwaz. I'm saying his name wrong. I apologize. Written February 8th, 2020. Who is William Bradley? Malcolm X remains an icon, especially in the black community protesting for their civil rights the charismatic and powerful leader was ultimately assassinated not long after malcolm broke away from the nation of islam malcolm x or el haj malik el shabazz was shot and killed on february 21st 1965 at the autobahn ballroom in harlem 
Talmash Hire, Normie 3X Butler, and Tomix 15X Johnson were arrested for the murder. However, the case against Butler and Johnson has always been shaky. Now, Netflix docuseries Who Killed Malcolm X has stirred up quite a storm, accusing William Bradley or Alu. Alu Mustafa Shabazz of being the one who fired the sawn-off shotgun, which claimed Malcolm's life. The impact of the docuseries is undeniable, as reports state that Manhattan DA's office had decided to reopen the case to look at the evidence. Um, in light of the newfound interest in Bradley or, Sh- or Shabazz, you might be wondering about who he is, whether he really shot Malcolm, and where is he, where he is now. We have got you covered in that regard sorry who is William or um Alan Mustafa Shabazz William Bradley's name cropped up in affidavits filed by Thomas Hagen or Tomash Hare the case against Hare was ironclad but the ones against Butler and Johnson were circumstantial the cases were clubbed together despite Hare taking the stand to confess um, but also a certain Butler and Johnson's innocence Later, when he filed the affidavits in 1977 and 1978, he provided the partial names of four associates who actually helped in the assassination. Hayer named the shotgun-wielding man as Willie X. Hayer's lawyer, the famous William Kunstler, determined that Willie X is William Bradley. Despite this, not much was known about William Bradley's whereabouts. Abdul Rahman Muhammad, the man behind Netflix docuseries, comments on how he knew Bradley and was responsible, but did not know his new identity after he embraced Islam and changed his name. Who Killed Malcolm X shows us a part of a clip from the day of Malcolm's assassination. While Hare is being beaten up by people outside the hall, Muhammad points to a figure in the corner. He remarks that it looks like Bradley, and it was interesting. This this point in the documentary. The figure is then shown to step away from the scuffle, cross the frame of the camera, close his coat, and walk away. Like you can see this dude, like close his coat, like he's carrying a shotgun. I mean, and people that carry shotguns um, wear coats as such. Um, it says Muhammad searched for Bradley yielded results when he asked a man from Newark about Bradley. The man gave him Bradley's new identity as Alu Mustafa Shabazz. Muhammad dug into Shabazz's records, seeing charges of aggravators, saw a terroristic threat. In fact, studying Shabazz's court records showed that the individual had quite a few run-ins with the law. Come on, y'all. Just finish this. Um, where are we at? Had a few runners under the law. A baseball star at Southside High School, Shabazz was, was responsible for holding up a bank in Livingston in April 1968, along with two others. Although his accomplice was convicted, the charges against Shabazz were dropped, leading to the speculation that he might have connections or be an FBI informant. That's what I was thinking. However, Shabazz soon saw the inside of a prison cell when he was sent away on conspiracy charges from 1977 to 1980. He was thrown in jail again in 1984 after threatening to kill an East Orange cop, raping a woman, and dealing drugs. By the time he got out of prison in 1998... Come on, Leo. Let's do it like this. Um, my bad. Uh, and not my bad. 
He was thrown in jail again in 1984 after threatening to kill an East Orange cop, raping a woman, and dealing drugs. By the time he got out of prison in 1998, he had the reputation of being a New York enforcer who was not to be trifled with. Where is William Bradley now? Shabazz turns his life around marrying a popular New York-based social activist, Carolyn, Carolyn Kelly. He lived in a gated two-story home on Vassar Avenue in Newark, South Ward. Reports state he had a Mercedes-Benz E-Class sedan. Muhammad had indicated that Shabazz owned a boxing gym in Newark called First Class Championship Gym. In 2010, Shabazz appeared in a campaign video for Cory Booker. That was interesting also because Cory Booker was like... I don't know. I didn't know this this information. And he was really adamant on um, not um, placing him as the killer, or or if you're gonna place him as a killer, you may you say the potential killer. Anyway, in 2010, Shabazz appeared in the campaign video for Cory Booker, who was then running for mayor and is now a senator. When Cory was asked about Shabazz, he stated that he knew him, but he did not know of the allegations against him. Alu Mustafa Shabazz passed away in 2018. Did William Bradley kill Malcolm X? Now that we have an idea of who Al-Mustafa Shabazz is, it should be easier to understand whether he was the one who killed Malcolm X. In order to do so, we have to look at reports of Malcolm's cause of death. Although two other shooters pumped bullets into him, the medical examiner determined that it was the shotgun pellets that had killed the revolutionary leader. Now, according to Hayer's affidavit, it was Willie or Bradley or Shabazz who was carrying the sawn-off shotgun. We already know that Muhammad believes Shabazz to be the killer, as does Manning. Marable, the author of Malcolm X, A Life of Reinvention. Other researchers have come forward accusing Shabazz as well. Among them are Omar Shabazz, documentary filmmaker, and Carl Evans, an investigative journalist. However, the New York Times has reported that Evans has dismissed Muhammad's research as unreliable, citing film footage shown as East Butler at the location. On the other hand, Ron Rice, the then Newark City Councilman, commented that many believe Malcolm Shooters to have come from Newark's Moss 25, but he did not know Caroline's husband to be one of them. Caroline, too, slammed the possibility of her husband being Malcolm's killer, saying that people were just looking for a scapegoat. Shabazz himself had denied it, saying, it's an accusation that never spoke to me. They never spoke to me. They just accused me of something I didn't do. Interesting. While both sides seem to be sure sorry sure of their cases the honest truth is that malcolm's murder was not properly properly investigated who killed malcolm x shows this when we see the the lectern with the bullet holes has been laying lying in the basement instead of being locked away in an evidence room how his affidavits and testimonies were somewhat ignored and there is no forensic evidence tying johnson and butler to the scene moreover eugene roberts the undercover and YPD cop who was in charge of Malcolm's security was never questioned about the shooting. Muhammad believes that he would have his face towards the audience and might have seen the entire thing going down. The FBI also had nine informants in the room at the time. Interesting. Nobody provided a concrete account of what happened during Malcolm's assassination. Could Shabazz have gotten away with one of the most infamous assassinations of the 20th century? It is entirely possible that the man lived out his life after murdering. Malcolm X. However, at this point, there are all allegations. Nothing has been proven against the late Alu Mustafa Shabazz. Hopefully, when the main Manhattan DA's office reopen the case, the truth will finally come out. And that is interesting. Shout out to that article. A great article because it says a lot, you know, and it explains a lot. And I'm happy I found that article because it gives, you know, some 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 real hard context 
and it's better, you know, detailed out like this, uh, opposed to me just trying to explain it, you know what I mean? Because I'll explain it in my jargon and it can also get altered and it could not come out the best way or maybe it, it'll come out, but it's more um, entertainment, entertaining instead of performative. So I'm happy I found that article. Um, and like I said, there's so many layers pertaining to the situation because nobody has enough. Everybody seems to have different accounts. Everybody seems to have different understandings of it. Everybody seems to, to paint their own narrative. Um, and, you know, people are disputing it. I mean, you could tell, you could, you could see how Pete, when, when the, uh, the, 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 the filmmaker, was asking the questions, you could tell people was like, yo, leave that alone. You could tell people's disposition. You could tell people that was like, oh, what is he doing? Leave me alone. Get me out of it. And some people were more cooperative and provided information and, and, and some understanding of the situation for the filmmaker to provide us this docu-series. Um, it had so many layers. I think one interesting layer to it was the fact that a lot of Muslims were saying if he w- was the killer, um, his Hodge, he was he was um, it was forgiven, I guess. You know what I mean? So, in the eyes of um, Muhammad, in the eyes of the Most High, it's forgiven. So let's just sweep it under the rug, and he's given a new life. Or essentially, you know, that part is behind him. You know what I mean? That's interesting. It was also interesting how people were basically making a narrative of uh, if uh, Malcolm made this transition from like, you know, quote unquote, Detroit Red to Malcolm X or El Hodge, you know, um, Malik Shabazz or whatever, you know, then why can't, I guess, William Bradley make the transition and bettering his self and his life from William Bradley to uh, Mustafa Shabazz. That makes sense. And I guess that's like two wrongs don't make a right or, you know, tick for tat. I don't know. Or it's just interesting. Or it's just so many layers to it where you can start painting a picture or maybe you want to do your own research to do your, or make your own narrative. Like for me, the fact that they had nine informants, undercover informants in the room, and the fact that when they interviewed a police officer, when it was like, well, it was any police officer there, he was like, no uniformed police officers were there. Um, very interesting. The person, his, I guess that was uh, informant that was his personal security guard that of, of Malcolm, that was a, a, a informant or a government aide. Um, they saying that he essentially killed him by, by giving him mouth to mouth, trying to give him mouth to mouth, knowing that you're not supposed to give somebody mouth to mouth in that in, in a situation as such. Um, he even says that you could tell, you could see his guilt, you could see his, um, you know how the his hurt or or whatever in his in, the, in his eyes and his face. You know what I mean? Um, so we don't know who killed him. You know what I mean? We we you know we we could have. It's also said that William Bradley only shot, fired blanks to, to make it seem like he was going to do it 
or maybe he was put to do it and he was like I'm not gonna do it but I'm gonna act like I did it and blase blase you know what I'm saying or maybe he was the, the scapegoat or the blame to do it um furthermore than the other individuals that 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 were um scapegoats or to blame you know what I mean because you know he he was sent out he was sent out uh, a hero's uh, in a you know a hero's in a hero in a heroic way you know the way his funeral and his, his you know passing was sent out if you watch the documentary so how was he able to um, be honored this way and sent away this sent off this way if he was able you know if he had this involvement or even if he didn't even if he had the involvement you know swept under the rug you can see the hand that's um, making sure this individual is taken care of or, or sent away the way he should be. Um, so it's, this whole, it's, it's so many layers to it, you know? Because And that's what I believe. I think that the dude, William Bradley, was set, was forced to do it or he was either forced to be the, 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 the ultimate scapegoat of it in order to um, not really be for 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 us to have a conclusion you know what i mean so you you it's like when you're in court you know if you can't provide a clear account of something and if you have contrasting arguments of what is what how can the jury or the judge make a clear-cut judgment right so you make all these assertions or accusations and you jumble it up and you scramble it up you put it in the bag and shake it all up and now we're like damn I don't even know what's what you know what I mean so a person is confused in which you can see you know the majority of the world is confused about this situation so I'm trying to think about any more interesting points that um were, were shown or pointed out so you oh you so you could paint your narrative and here's the thing um nori muhammad and i spoke of this recent nori muhammad um i think he's part of the noi foi maybe foi in particular uh what i don't but um he made the claim that the, the 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 Godfather of Harlem during a Vlad interview was inaccurate, incorrect, and it was placing a bad narrative of the NOI and who's involved and everything like that. So now it's interesting to see what he would say about this, being that they're really really pointing the finger in the direction of the NOI, FOI, FBI, NYPD. And them, the four counterparts, all being in cahoots, in a sense, whether they know it or not, or they don't know it. So, um, I mean, even the fact of one of the police officers, retired police officers, um, John Cousins, I forgot his, whatever his name was, but he said that knowing they couldn't afford to give. Malcolm the rightfully or respectfully um, protection knowing that his house was bombed knowing that all, all this shit happened you know and so in knowing that the officer and knowing Malcolm I guess that he would deny police involvement or cooperation in a sense he said that damn you know it's just spit up everywhere he said that 
offer him public, I mean, police protection, knowing that he's gonna, um, knowing that he's gonna, uh, knowing that he's gonna um, deny it. So it was a, it was a strategy to 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 get. Malcolm thinking that, you know, or the world or whoever thinking that, you know, the, the, the NYPD is, is good and we, 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 we provided protection, you know what I mean? But it helps their narrative because knowing that um, with them, with Malcolm denying the protection of the police, it, it lends to the narrative that Malcolm is this reckless individual that doesn't care and he almost like, you know, he wants to die. You know what I mean? They they even said that he set the bombing up in his, in his place, or he he just was in in control of painting a narrative that everybody was against him in a sense, and so it could it could it, it, it can um um heighten or or expand his his reach or his brand. I don't know. I'll stop now. It is hot sea house. Check out the uh, docu series Who Killed. Malcolm X on Netflix by activist Abdur Rahman Muhammad. It is amazing. You did a great job. Shout out to you. And um, let me know your views if you if you come about it. And if not, enjoy your day, enjoy your weekend, enjoy your time. The hot seat hive. Peace, peace. Leo says peace also. Right? Right, Leo? Leo, say peace. Say peace. Leo. All right, he doesn't. He said out. Over and out. After a while, somebody started asking questions. In the- started asking questions and